we are taught not to listen to our body and our hunger cues and our cravings. We think that, you know, there's a strict set of rules that we have to listen to. And that's just another horrible thing that diet culture has convinced us that we need to do. And it basically taught us not to trust ourselves. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, TV guest expert, and author. After self-hacking my mind and body to lose 30 pounds, I now help busy, overwhelmed women use stress as their superpower so that they can rise above it and become more calm, resilient, and physically fit. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and stress management habits, you'll also learn about the power of food to enhance your mental and physical well-being and how to overcome your battles with living a healthier lifestyle. The secret to eating healthier, improving your mood, and increasing your energy are not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your health journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. This is culinary nutritionist Trudy Stone, and I am so grateful that you tuned in today. Today on the podcast, we have an amazing guest, Miss Miranda Lee. So Miranda Lee is a faith-based health and confidence coach who loves to help busy women build their confidence through food freedom, fitness, and faith. She is a certified personal trainer, has her BS in applied health science, and a master's in business. She is a wife, boy mom, and daughter of Christ. Miranda is the host of a top-ranking nutrition podcast, The Empowered Podcast. Miranda believes that healing your relationship with yourself and food will bring you much more peace and happiness than dieting ever could. She believes that it's totally possible to eat the foods you love, prioritize your mental health, and stop overtraining all while still reaching your health and fitness goals. It is time to ditch hashtag diet culture and start falling in love with yourself. So thank you so much, Miranda, for being on the show, because today we're going to be talking to Miranda all about how we can ditch diet culture and heal your relationship with food. Welcome to the Mind Your Body show, Miranda. How are you? I'm doing great, Trudy. Thank you so much for having me on. So glad you could be here. So Miranda, I know I just read that amazing bio, but I always love to hear people talk about themselves in their own words. So Miranda, if this is someone's first introduction to you, can you just give us a little bit of a background about who you serve and what it is that you do? Yeah, so I've been involved in fitness and nutrition my entire life, but unfortunately, the first giant portion of my life, it wasn't the healthiest relationship with food and fitness. Um, I was counting every single macro, every single calorie I was working out. There was a point where I worked out up to 11 hours a day. It was ridiculous. I, that was in high school and, you know, it just got to the point where my normal days were like four hour day workouts. I would eat any carbs. I would track all this, um, all the calories I ate, which weren't a lot by the way. And I was just miserable. I, and I got to the point where like, you know what, this is not what life is about. Even when I achieved my, you know, goal weight or whatever pant size goal that I had, it didn't bring me happiness. Um, so personally, I really had to surrender it over to God and to heal from my eating disorders and heal my relationship with food. And once I, you know, made God the priority in my life and in my fitness and nutrition journey, 
I found what true happiness and true, true, true joy was. And it has nothing to do with how much I weigh. It has nothing to do with my pant size, has nothing to do with my achievements, my job title, my income, all these things that I thought mattered really don't. And that's just what I want to help other women do is build their body confidence, build that self-confidence and realize that they have so much to offer the world and their weight and their body is the least interesting thing about them. Oh, I love that. You know, I also love that you talked about God as well, because, you know, I think if we put God first, everything else kind of falls into place. And I don't know what people believe in out there, whether it's God or whether it's a universe, maybe you call it something else, but just believing in a power greater than yourself can be so helpful when you're trying to get through any challenging times in your life. So Miranda, let's talk about diet culture. How has diet culture hurt our relationships with ourselves and our body? Oh man, there's so many ways. And I think like the biggest issue is that diet culture has normalized um, these really unhealthy and disordered eating habits that were just like, oh, this is normal. It's normal to, you know, start over on Monday. You know, it's normal to say like, oh, never miss a Monday workout um, or to undereat Monday through Friday and then end up overeating on the weekend or feeling like, oh, I have a vacation coming up. I need to work out extra hard to look good in my swimsuit or, you know, that you know, so I need my summer body to be ready. Like there's just all these things or even like labeling things as good and bad. Like food doesn't have moral value. So it's really strange to me that we'll be like, oh, I'm going to be I'm going to be bad today and I'm going to order dessert or no, I'm trying to be good. I'm just going to eat a salad. These things that we say are not healthy and they're just disordered eating habits. And you don't have to have a full on eating disorder to have an unhealthy relationship with food. And most of us, a lot of us, um, especially women do to some extent have an unhealthy relationship with food or our body. And it's not our fault. It's just what society has taught us over all these years. It didn't just happen over overnight. You know, think about when you were at a young age or you were in middle school and part of your grade had to do with your BMI and you'd step on the scale and they'd take your height and weight. And I remember getting graded on that. Like that is ridiculous. The BMI scale is not accurate. It doesn't take so many things into consideration, doesn't take your activity level. It doesn't take, you know, your ethnicity because everyone doesn't take your gender into consideration, nothing, all these things that really affect um, your body composition. And then just have this generalization of, oh, your height and your weight will tell you if you're healthy or unhealthy. And we believe that we totally believe that we think that if we're not 120 pounds, or if we don't wear, you know, a size four in jeans that we're overweight or we're unhealthy or, or whatever diet culture is telling us, like you need to look a certain way. You have to lay what you have to weigh less during the summer than you do during the winter. Like all these things that we think is normal and it's not normal, normal. We need to unlearn it. And it takes time because diet culture has been like putting these not true and these negative things into our brain, of course, we're going to believe it if that's what we listen to every day. And we don't know any better. 
Yeah, it's so true. You know, and I remember when I was losing weight, like I was on this diet hamster wheel for many, many years of my life. And it was only when I actually started to create healthy habits that things really started to fall into place. So I stopped thinking about it in terms of, you know, losing weight for a certain occasion. Like you said, like, you know, it's summertime, you're going to lose weight. We're going on a trip. We're going to lose weight. Like for me, it was, I'm getting married. I'm going to lose weight. And I said to myself, you know, Trudy, like, this is the time, like you're entering a new phase of your life. This is the time to get off this diet hamster wheel and learn to lose weight in a way that is sustainable rather than just being on all these different fad diets. So that's when I just started to actually start putting some habits into place. And I wrote the whole book about habits. And that's the reason why I wrote that, wrote that book, because I want women to understand like these fad diets are actually causing your body like more harm than good. And, you know, it, it does, it does sadden me as well. Cause I used to be there too, like, you know, kind of defining myself by the number that I saw on the scale. And I think a lot of women do that and they get so disheartened, even if they're on a weight loss journey and the number on the scale, isn't what they like, you know, and what I would say to that is we need to enjoy that process and that journey of, you know, taking care of our bodies and, and who we become in that process of taking care of our bodies. Because I find that when you take care of your health, other areas of your life positively, you know, change as well for the better. So, you know, that's what I would say about that for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like, even, even you said you struggled with, you know, yo-yo dieting. I think so many of us have, I know my past and my journey had a lot to do with yo-yo dieting and the issue with, with diets is they were created for you to fail. Diets have this all or nothing mentality of, okay, here are these strict rules that you must follow in order to be successful. And these strict rules are not sustainable and they're not enjoyable. So of course, we're not going to be able to stick to it for a long period of time. And then once we do something wrong or something against one of the rules that these diets have, we feel like, well, I already messed up. I might as well just completely quote unquote, fall off the wagon. Mm. And that's the issue. We get this mindset, this all or nothing mentality um, of what we think health is. We think that you're on one end of the spectrum where you're healthy while the other end of the spectrum is unhealthy. And that's not true. There are two different extremes. There's, you know, the, um, let's say overeating, under exercising, being, let's say lazy, eating processed foods. So that's one end of the spectrum where the under, other end of the spectrum is actually under eating and over exercising and being really obsessive with your, your fitness and your nutrition, where actually that is just as equally unhealthy for you too. It is still causing um, harm and stress to your body. And we need to learn how to live in this gray area in between. That is what healthy is. Healthy is being able to go out to eat and, you know, ordering a burger and fries, but then deciding you want it in a lettuce wrap because the fries are something that make you happy and that you enjoy. But what you want to do is let's say, make that burger a little healthier and, you know, choosing a lettuce wrap. That's just, you know, that's just an example. And another example is, you know what, you don't have an hour to go have an extreme workout today, but you have 20 minutes to go for a walk. A lot of people think like, if I can't get a super intense workout, then I might as well not work out at all. And that's not true. That's not what the definition of health is. It can just be going outside and getting a walk. Something that might be super healthy is taking a rest day because your body is telling you that you need it. It might be getting that extra hour of sleep in, you know, it it might be eating a little more calories that day because you are being more active and your body does need more calories 
there is no like one definition of how to be healthy. And it's so individual to all of us that it's so unfair to just be like, okay, here's just one diet. This is what works. And here are these strict rules. And this is going to work for a large group of people that that makes no sense. There is no magic diet. There is no magic exercise. It all has to do with what you like and you enjoy. If you like working out in the morning, then work out in the morning. But guess what? I'm not one of those people. I prefer to work out in the evening. One is not better than the other. Which one am I going to enjoy? And am I going to stick with, you know, people will say, work out in the morning, fasted before you eat, like all this stuff, like that's the only way to do it. And that's not true. You find what works for you. You might like to work out in the morning because you want to get it over with and then have the rest of the day to yourself. Me, I rather get that extra hour, (laughs) hour and 30 minutes of sleep. And, you know, I don't mind working out in the evening after a long day of work, but that's me. You know, everyone is is super different. I don't have to eat my first meal right when I get up in the morning. My husband does. I can wait a couple hours, but then my husband isn't the biggest fan of dessert. Where me, I enjoy dessert and I love having it every day. So it's something that I make part of my healthy lifestyle and I find what works for me. And that's how I've been able to stay consistent instead of just finding a diet and thinking that how this is the one that's going to work. And if I fail, it's my fault. It's not your Mm -hmm. fault. If you fail a diet, they were created to fail. And that's why the, the, the diet industry makes so much money. Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, I love what you said there. Cause I think we have like just all of these hard rules when it comes to like working out or eating healthier and we're really not just listening to our body to understand what our body really wants. Like you said, like, you know, you said you were going to, you know, do a workout that day, maybe you work out, you wake up in the morning, you just don't feel that great. Maybe you, maybe what you actually need is more sleep. Maybe you need that extra hour of sleep, like listen to that and like lean into that. And like, don't think of yourself as a failure just because, you know, you said you were going to work out in the morning and now you didn't work out in the morning. And like, maybe you're saying now, okay, well, I was supposed to work out in the morning. That's the time that I work out. So you know what? I'm not even going to bother work out any, at any point today. Well, like you said, maybe you just go for a walk on your lunch break. Maybe you just do that. Right. So I think it's just so important that we become just a little bit more aware and more in tune with our body because intuitively, like, you know what you need and you know what your body needs. I just feel like a lot of times we're just so busy with just, you know, with the demands of life and just crossing all these things off of our list. We're not really taking the time to really slow down and be in tune with what it is that we really want and what it is that we need. Yeah, that's it. That's another issue with diet culture is it it's taught us to not trust our body. Yeah. It is so weird. Like we're told that we're supposed to eat every two to three hours. And like if I ate 30 minutes ago and I'm still hungry, I'm hungry again, then something must be wrong with me. And that makes no sense because if you were to go pee 30 minutes ago and now you have to pee again, you wouldn't be like, no, sorry, we're only allowed to pee every two to three hours. You'd be like, no, my body's saying like, I need to go, I need to go. So why do we question ourselves if you're hungry after 30 minutes of eating, or maybe after two hours, you're not hungry yet. You know, we don't question all these other things that our body tells us, but when it comes to like fitness and nutrition, we think that we have to stick to these rules and we're told not to be in tune with our body. We're told not to listen to our hunger cues or even like, our cravings. We, we label the word cravings as bad and nothing's wrong with cravings. You don't need to rely on willpower. You just need to learn how to listen to your body because I bet you that if you had a craving for, let's say a piece of cake, 
you could probably eat a piece of cake and be satisfied. But if you label this cake as bad and no, have willpower, don't eat it, don't eat it. And you finally do, then you feel guilty. Then you're eating more than one slice of cake. And you're at the point where you're not even enjoying it. Now it's like you're eating past being satisfied. You're eating past your fullness. And then like, what's the point of eating the cake if you're not even enjoying it? Now there's guilt associated with it where you could have enjoyed one piece of cake and been satisfied, but we are taught not to listen to our body and our hunger cues and our cravings. We think that, you know, there's a strict set of rules that we have to listen to. And that's just another horrible thing that diet culture has convinced us that we need to do. And it basically taught us not to trust ourselves. Oh, you're absolutely right. And, you know, and Miranda, you had this quote on your website and I absolutely love this quote. Like you said, confidence and self-love wasn't the result of diet and exercise. It had to come first. And when I saw that, I, I feel like I'm starting, I'm starting to get emotional again, just, you know, reading that, like when I saw that, it just reminded me of my own journey and, you know, just how much I hated my body. Like when I was younger, when I was in my teens, when I was in my twenties, I just hated my body, just hated the way that I looked. I was constantly bullied when I was a child. I was, you know, I was overweight and I was constantly bullied all the time. And I think that's kind of where my roots of like, you know, struggling with my weight and that sort of thing came from. But you know, what I would say is this, and I say this as well to some of my clients who have come to me to try to lose weight. If you don't love yourself and your body exactly the way that it is right now, losing weight is not going to change that, right? That self-love, it absolutely is paramount and it has to come first. You can't make these healthy changes and hate your body in the process. Yeah. We think that we can hate ourselves into loving ourselves and it doesn't work that way. I like to make the comparison of like when you're teaching a kid to ride a bike and, you know, they get on the bike and, you know, they pedal twice and then fall off. You're not saying, wow, you suck. You're never going to learn how to ride a bike. You're horrible at this. Your kid would literally be like, you know, screw you. I, I never want to ride a bike. Like if your kid gets on a bike and just pedals like for two seconds and falls off, you're celebrating that little win of, look, you just pedaled for two seconds longer than you ever have, or you gave it a, a great try, or you're so brave, or look how hard you're working. We, if we want our kid to learn how to ride a bike, we have to motivate them and give them that love. Yet we do the complete opposite with ourselves. We think that the more we talk bad about ourselves, the more we say, wow, look at you in the mirror. You, you don't look good. You're fat. You're this, you're that you're, you know, you'd look better if you weighed a certain amount. Like you think that's going to motivate you to be a better version of yourself. Like you said, if you don't love the version of you now and the body you have now, you aren't going to love a future version. And you might think that's not true, but look at a picture of yourself from high school or whatever time in your life that you were um, physically a smaller um, version than you are now. And I guarantee you, you didn't feel that confidence back then. You probably looked at that picture at the time and thought, oh, I don't look good. And you're like, wow, I was so small back then. I didn't appreciate it. That's the perfect example of, you know, smallness, not equaling happiness because you weren't happy then. So what makes you think you're going to be happy in the future in a smaller body? Oh, so good, Miranda. So good. So Miranda, how can we ditch dieting for good? Man, uh, first I'd, I'd have to say patience because you can't undo the 5, 10, 15, 20 years of dieting 
and listening to diet culture. You can't undo that in, you know, a day, a week, a month, shoot, even a year. It's it's going to take time. You have to unlearn um, all these things that diet culture has taught you. So, you know, being patient with it, taking it one step at a time. I'd say my biggest tips are one is to really celebrate those little wins, like the, the little wins. Your little win can be like, I stopped after two slices of cake and didn't eat that third because I realized that I was full where the old you might have been like, oh my gosh, I ate two slices of cake. I'm so horrible. I'm messed up. No, I think that's a great little win. You might have overeaten a little bit, but then you recognized it. And then you made that next choice to, to stop because you realized it wasn't um, it wasn't satisfying anymore. That's something where you can just celebrate the little win. So I think everyone to celebrate a little win. Maybe you got up five minutes earlier today and, um, you know, read one verse in the Bible. You don't have to sit down and read your Bible for an hour every day because you're probably not going to be consistent about it if you go from never reading your Bible to reading for an hour a day. A little win might be, you know what, you open your Bible to a random page and you read one verse. And you make that your part of your morning routine, 30 seconds, 30 seconds. Those are little wins that you can celebrate. So, you know, celebrating those little wins. My other tip is really trying to ditch that all or nothing mentality. Um, You know, stop thinking you have to, you know, work out for two hours or not work out at all. Go for that 20 minute walk, go for that 10 minute walk, you know, maybe do some breathing exercises. Um, Maybe you're having a hard time, um, you know, eating healthy and you're like, you know what, my goal for this week is to like have a have um, some type of protein in every meal. And you know what, someone might look at that plate and say, you know, that's not healthy. But in comparison to what you were eating, now that you're prioritizing maybe one thing of protein in each meal, that is living in that gray area, trying to be 1% better every day and not thinking I have to be healthy and eat a salad or unhealthy and, you know, eat a whole pizza, you know, learn how to live in that gray area. And it's going to take time and it's going to take patience. And, you know, some days it might be two steps forward, one step back. Some Some days it might be one step forward, two steps back, which okay. Give yourself grace. I think that's the biggest thing is to give yourself grace and really surrender it over to God because God wants to be part of your fitness and nutrition journey. He doesn't just want to be part of, you know, your spiritual journey on Sundays. God wants to, wants to be a part of, um, of your health and fitness. He wants to be a part of the decisions you make when it comes to, you know, what you're going to do with this body that he lent you. And like I said, it's not the most interesting thing about you, but it doesn't mean that you can't take care of it because, you know, the Bible says your body is, is a temple and you should be taking care of it. You shouldn't be obsessing about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. You said that your body is a temple and you have to think about it in that way, right? By nourishing your body. Like if you have kids, like any of the parents out there, if you have kids, like you want to see your kids graduate from high school, graduate from college, get married. You want to be around to see the grandkids. So, you know, yes, we need to be doing things for ourselves, but just a lot of people are motivated by their family, right? 
So that's why I say this, like, you know, you want to be around for your family and that's really important to start taking care of your body like now. And I also really like that you talked about the small wins because a lot of times I will get the question, like, how do I get motivated? Like, how do I, how do I keep going? And that's what it is. It's celebrating those small wins along the way. Like, yeah, okay. Maybe the scale didn't go down two pounds this week, but maybe you drank more water. Maybe you drank less soda. Maybe you just had one cookie instead of like the four cookies that you have when you normally sit down. And every time you celebrate those small wins, that's how you get momentum. That's how you build your confidence. That's how you love yourself and celebrate yourself more. So I'm so glad that you said that. Yeah, exactly. That's what's going to motivate us to want to be better. Because, you know, if you were to get a test back and, you know, see that you got a 90%, you've never gotten 90% before, you know, that's what's going to motivate you to get 100%. If you were to get like a 50%, you'd be like, your goal wouldn't be a, <laughs> wouldn't be 100%. You'd be like, oh, dang, you know? So those, like you said, those little wins, those little things that can really motivate you is what we need to focus on. And it's that's hard for people. People think that they have to talk down about themselves and they actually think it's like selfish to love themselves and love their bodies, but it's actually more selfish to hate your body and to talk negatively about yourself. Because first of all, you, who are you to tell God that his creation is less than beautiful and less than perfect and less than enough? Like, who are you to say that that is not okay. And, you know, you're, you're teaching, um, you know, your children or family members or even strangers, like how, to talk to yourself and what's okay. You know, I, my kid will never hear me say that, you know, I'm going to go on a diet or that I look in the mirror and, um, you know, my thighs are too big or my stomach's too big, or I need to lose weight. Or, um, if I ate a cookie, like, Oh, got to go work that off. Or we're going to earn our dinner tonight. Like my kid is never going to hear me say that. And even if you don't have kids, like there's someone in your life who, who listens to you, you might not even know it. Like, shoot, I still remember a comment that my crush made when I was in kindergarten, while we were playing tetherball. And he asked me why I was so fat. And I was what, five, six years old. And I cared what another five year old said to me. So now us being adults, like our words are really weighted and people really do listen to us. And you don't have to be talking negatively about other people. If you're talking negatively about yourself, that speaks just as loud and people are listening. So if you aren't just doing it for yourself, like you said, like do it, do it for other people. What is your why? Your why shouldn't be something like I want to lose weight. So I basically fit fit these unrealistic beauty standards because that's not going to motivate you either. I think it's we need to sit down and write down like what is our why? And that will be more motivation in itself as well. Oh, I love that. I love that. So Miranda, right now, I know somebody's listening to this podcast and they're like, well, girl, how can I reach my fitness goals? And how can I reach my health goals if I'm not going to diet? <laughs> so is it still possible to reach our health and fitness goals without dieting? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I've never been this healthy of a person as I am now. And I haven't dieted in years. And it's because I'm learning to listen to my body. Like our body was made to survive and our body is really smart and it'll tell you what it needs. It's really strange to me that we think that we need to eat the exact same amount of calories every day 
when first of all, as females and going through our cycles, we need different amounts of calories at different times in our cycles. Um, you know, someday we might be sitting at home on the computer, working hard, not being that active or other days we, you know, might be getting a full workout in, go into Costco, walking around, like getting those steps. Yeah. I'm probably, my body's probably going to need more calories that day. So yeah, when you stop dieting and you listen to your body, dieting ruins your metabolism because your body adapts to what you're, you're eating. So if you're only eating like a, a thousand calories a day, your body's going to be like, well, that's normal which it's not unless you're, you know, a toddler and you go back to eating a, you know, what a a human adult is supposed to be eating and your body goes, whoa, whoa, we're not used to that survival mode. And then you gain weight. And that's what yo-yo dieting does to you. It just messes with your metabolism. No one was dieting back in caveman days or even, you know, after that. And people weren't overweight like they are now. And it's because now we're looking for the quick fix. So we just need to decide, do you want to go through another 10 years of trying to find that quick fix, trying to find that diet, or are you going to take the slower route that's going to help you heal your relationship with food, learn how to listen to your body? Yeah, you're not, you'll probably not lose 10 pounds in 10 days like keto promises you. But, you know, in a year, in two years, you you will have this healthy relationship with food where you can enjoy food, where your body has found its, you know, set weight point, like where it, it's equilibrium, where it likes to be at. And everything's okay with the world. But, you know, people want that quick fix. And obviously, it's been however long we've been dieting for 10, 20, 30 years for some people, and we haven't found that quick fix yet. So obviously, dieting is not the answer. Right. Yeah. Everyone's looking for that silver bullet, right? Mm-hmm. Trust me, if we would have found it already. We've been looking. <laughs> so Miranda, in your opinion, what's the easiest starting point for people who want to reach their health and fitness goals without dieting, but are maybe feeling overwhelmed and just don't know where to start? I'd say like, don't do it alone. Like how why would you want to do it alone? Whether that is hiring a coach, someone like us who can, you know, work with them, or if it's finding, um, you know, a community to be a part of where, you know, you can motivate each other, where people are sharing their knowledge, you know, who are you following on social media? If you're seeing these highly edited photos, if you see people who maybe like, eat a certain way and don't eat enough. And then, you know, they're working out every single day and that doesn't make you feel good. Then don't be following those people, follow people who make you feel good, follow people who don't obsess over, um, calories. Like we compare ourselves to these celebrities who like, first of all, their, their purpose is to look a certain way they think, and they have the money to have a, a personal trainer, to have a private chef, to, have this and that like yeah if we had that money we'd probably look like them too (laughs) so it's not fair to compare yourself to them when you're the one who has to make your kids lunch you have to cook for yourself you have to do the shopping you have to do this and that like give yourself you know that grace but yeah I think it's surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals you know hiring a coach look at who you're following and who you're surrounding yourself with. I think that that's like a really good first step. Like I have, um, 
I have a body confidence, um, Facebook community that's completely free. And, you know, that's where, you know, I'll hold challenges. That's where, you know, people will post recipes. People will ask questions. We'll do our, you know, feeling good Friday selfies. And then, you know, everyone's like liking each other's selfies and stuff. And that's, what's going to make you feel good. It's not going to be scrolling through Instagram, seeing people who Photoshop their images and thinking, wow, I wish I looked like that. They don't even look like that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to make sure that I drop a link to your Facebook group community in the show notes. So make sure to check that out. So Miranda, you and I, I think share the same belief. Speaking of recipes, you and I share the same belief that eating healthy, it doesn't have to be boring and you don't have to eat the same boring meals to live healthier. And nutrition can actually be fun and yummy. So what are some of your go-tos for eating healthy as well as making it yummy? Hmm. I think, um, I know a lot of people like to meal prep, but for me, that can be like boring and like eating the same foods every day. I think if you prepare certain foods that you can make different things out of, like, so for example, if you like prepare your protein ahead of time, let's say you, you grill your chicken and you have a container of chicken. There's so many things you can do with that. And it's fast and it's easy. You can put it in a tortilla with some salsa and black beans and, and Greek yogurt and cheese. And then now you have like this burrito, you can throw it in with some rice and veggies and some soy sauce. And now you have a stir fry. Like there's so many things you can do instead of just getting your little Tupperware and putting like rice, broccoli and bland chicken Like, I don't know who said that you couldn't season your food when you're trying to eat healthy. Like y'all can season your food, put a little salt and pepper on there, put a little soy sauce. You don't have to be a chef. Um, But yeah, like if like one of the things I, you know, love to make is like vegetable omelets and the most time consuming part is like chopping the veggies. Right. So I'll chop all my veggies, put them in a container and throw it in the freezer. So that way, if I do want a vegetable omelet, if I do want, you know, a stir fry, everything's already chopped up and ready. You don't have to meal prep all these boring meals, but if you at least, you know, have some protein cooked, you know, have your, your vegetables chopped up, maybe it's, you know, having your watermelon chopped up or hard boiling some eggs or, you know, having a, having like a trail mix that you make something where it makes life easier. Cause yeah, we all don't have like 30 minutes to an hour to prepare every meal, but we know we want to eat good food. We don't want to eat the same meal prep food every day. So I think it's just setting yourself up for success is what I love to do because I like quick and easy throwing some seasoning in there. Um, and you know, mixing it up. So I think that's like my go-to thing to eat healthy, but still have yummy food. I love that. I love everything you just said, Miranda. I especially loved when you talked about omelets (laughs) because if there's one meal, I could eat every single, it's omelets, right? Breakfast, lunch, dinner. I could eat omelets all day, every day. I don't know what it is, but I just learned a new tip from you, like cutting it. Cause sometimes I don't make the omelet because I don't want to chop the vegetables. Yeah. But now I'm just going to chop some extra veggies. Maybe when I'm doing my meal prep and then just pop them in the freezer so I can make an omelet anytime. It's so, it's so easy. And then we always like, I don't know, vegetables always go bad so fast. You might as well chop it up and throw it in the freezer and you're good or buy frozen vegetables. I don't know who said that frozen or canned vegetables are not healthy. Well, guess what? They are 10 times healthier than 
the rotten vegetables that are, you know, in the bottom of your refrigerator. So right. <laughs> find or then, for you. Yeah. Or then going to, to Popeye's or, you know, Chick-fil-A, like it's much healthier to just buy, you know, some veggies in a can or buy some frozen veggies. You're absolutely right. So I, I think sometimes too, and this is another topic, I think sometimes too, we're made to feel guilty because we haven't chopped the veggies ourselves. We didn't go to the, the farmer's market or the grocery store to pick the vegetables ourselves. And we popped open a can or opened a you know a bag of frozen vegetables. Do whatever you need to do for you to eat healthier. Whatever shortcuts work for you and your schedule, do it. Yeah, ex- exactly. And it's going to look different for everyone. Yeah. You know, like I... I like to, you know, make my oatmeal in the morning and, you know, that's something I make time for, but you might be someone who's like, I just have time to throw two, two, um, waffles in the toaster. And it's like, okay, cool. Maybe try some of the, like the Kodiak cakes that are higher in protein, you know, maybe find some that have less ingredients, find what works for you. And like I said before, 1% better every day for every meal. If that just means, you know, just throwing some spinach in your egg whites instead of not having any vegetables at all. That's, that's a little win. And that's what we need to, that's what we need to be focusing on. It doesn't have to be big, elaborate, creative meals. Like no one has time for that. Exactly. I hear you. Like sometimes what I'll do too, Miranda, like when I get home from the grocery store, if I buy like some frozen fruit, I'll just open up like all the bags of frozen fruit. I'll have some Ziploc bags on my counter. And I just like put like random mixed fruits in each one of the Ziploc bags and pop that in the freezer. So that way, when I want to make a smoothie in the morning, I don't have yeah. to take out this bag of frozen fruit. I don't got to peel the banana. I don't got to do all the things. Just put everything in the bag as soon as I get home from the grocery store. And that way I'm just opening up that little Ziploc bag with my banana, my strawberry, my blueberry. And I'm just throwing that right in the freezer. I'm sorry, in the blender. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. It, it's just crazy though. The prep is what takes long. It's not the yeah. actual cooking. So we just need to set ourselves up for success. Something super simple. And, you know, we can do that once a week, once every couple of weeks. Like, let me just chop my veggies real quick. My my fruit, just throw it in the fridge. Easy peasy. Now, now it's so much easier to, you know, make a healthier meal at home. Yeah. So Miranda, I have a question that I ask all of my guests, and that is, what is your favorite way to take care of your mind and your body? Hmm, that's a good one. I think my favorite way to take care of my mind is probably having like a good morning routine. Like I noticed that when I have my set morning routine of drinking my protein coffee and, you know, sitting on the patio and reading my Bible, I just have better days that way. And, you know, if it's five minutes, if it's an hour, whatever it is, that is a priority that I have in my life is having a morning routine. Definitely that for my mind and for my body. Hmm. That's a good one. I think it's, um, just focusing on celebrating what my body can do with movement instead of treating exercise for a punishment for what I ate. So, you know, some days, like I said before, going for a walk might be the most amazing thing where another day it could be lifting weights. I just love celebrating the things that my body can do. I just had a baby. So when I was pregnant, you know, I thought it was, it was so cool that I, um, you know, was able to swim, was able to lift weights. I, you know, I did a triathlon. I saw I, you lifting weights and you were pregnant. I was like, this girl is fierce. You were like, what, maybe eight <laughs> months pregnant and you were like weightlifting. Oh, I even, I lifted weights the day that I went into labor and it was because I wasn't focusing on losing weight. That wasn't my goal. You know, obviously I'm pregnant, I'm gaining weight. My goal is to celebrate what my body can do. And I had to make some modifications. I had to change. I had to listen to my body, 
but that's what made it so enjoyable was, you know, my, my reasoning was, you know, I'm celebrating what my body can do. I'm not punishing myself for what I ate. So I think that's like my favorite thing to do for my body. And it might be different every day. It might be a walk. It might be lifting. It might be resting, but it's just celebrating what my body can do and, and actually listening to it. Oh, I love that so much. Celebrating what our bodies can do because our bodies our bodies go through a lot. Our bodies do so much for us each and every day. And we need to celebrate and we need to honor that rather than punishing ourselves. Exactly. exactly. I love that. So Miranda, where can people find you? Yeah. So I'm most active on Instagram. My handle is at this is Miranda Lee, L-E-E. Um, that's where, that's what all my things are. So my, um, my website is this is Um, you can listen to my podcast. It's called the M powered podcast. So M powered podcast, or you can join my Facebook empowerment community, which is bit.ly slash Miranda Lee FB as in Facebook. Amazing. And I'll make sure I link up all of those links for you guys in the show notes. So you can follow Miranda and check her out. Miranda, this was such an enlightening conversation. Thank you so much for this. I just want to acknowledge you because you actually helped to help me to remember my journey and you know where I was and where I am now. So that was awesome. And I think you shared so many nuggets on where women can start when it comes to, you know, celebrating their bodies, honoring their bodies, and just eating healthier without the number on the scale being the focal point. So Miranda, thank you so much for being here today. It was an honor speaking with you. Thank you so much for having me. It was so great to talk to you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to TrudyEstone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also, make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in.